This episode is brought to you by 9AM Health. 9AM Health, diabetes care that fits your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. Taylor Danielle here and here for another hindsight thoughts, hindsight thoughts. I always confuse myself because I can't always remember if I say thoughts or talks. It's hindsight thoughts. And this episode, I want to talk about how to thrive in an environment that you can't control. I'm sure we've all been there back in the before times when we could actually go out and do things where suddenly you are at a party or an event or going to go see family and you show up and there's either no food (laughs) or there is food and it's not exactly ideal for you. So many different situations where we might end up in a space that we didn't get to control ourselves. It happens. That's life. So I want to talk about ways that you can navigate those situations and be able to go in prepared as best that you can so you can still have a good time but not feel like you're kind of bringing things down because right we feel like uh we got to do all of these extra steps or burden other people with hey do you have this do you have that when in reality it's just you being prepared and it's okay so let's talk about it let's get kind of messy with it and understanding when we end up in situations where we can't control what's around us what do we do let's do it perfect You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. Consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. Minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. So, environments that we can't control. It's a thing. It's going to continue to be a thing. And it's pays to be prepared, right? Or at least know how to navigate those situations so that whenever you come up against them, you don't feel stuck or you don't feel like you don't know what to do. It happens. It's okay. I've definitely been in those situations where I have ended up in environments where I thought I was going to get to go home and I didn't or thought we were going to leave sooner and we didn't or we thought we were going to be able to stay at one place. And for whatever reason, we had to stay at another. There's so many different variables of why your environment might shift last second and you planned for one thing, something totally different happens. So one of the things that I just like to do in general, especially when it comes to going out with friends or being social or like family events, is I try my best to plan ahead if I can. So like if I get invited to go to brunch, I need to know what place that is, right? So, hey guys, where are we going? And I will look up the menu if I can. Most places nowadays, especially with the pandemic, they've put their menu online somewhere because 
A lot of places started doing delivery in order to stay afloat. And so it's helpful when you can just go to the website. I even sometimes will look it up on DoorDash or whatever, just to see if I can get an idea what the menu has. Because then what I can do is look and see what are my options? How are the portion sizes? Are there anything that I can substitute out? Because if I go in there, the last thing that I want to do is be overwhelmed with so many options or so little options and be surprised when I might just be stuck eating something that might not put me in the best mood because if my sugars go high, I'm kind of not the best person to be around, right? Or if they go low, right? Maybe I might not choose to eat. We want to avoid that. So plan ahead if you can. Ask to see what's the name of the place that we're going to, if possible. I think this is one of those areas too, where if you don't really share about your diabetes, this can be a little bit tricky because there have been instances with like, hey, we want to do a surprise thing. And if it's for you, well, it'd be helpful if it was at a place that could provide well-rounded meals. So that way you're sugars aren't going crazy. And so that's kind of where family, friends, partners being clued in on what's going on with you is helpful, especially friends, because friends do have the tendency to do random things, or at least my friends do. We do random adventures and stuff like that, or at least we did. We're getting back into it, but we try our best to be thoughtful about places that we're going if we can. Sometimes it's out of your hands and you just look at the menu ahead of time and go from there. Now, if you do check the menu and you see that it's not really providing any nutritional value for the event that you're going to, eat ahead. It's totally fine. I've definitely gone to plenty of places where it's like, oh man, I'm stupid full. I actually ate before I knew we were going to come out here, especially for those last minute instances. And that way you can control at least what you're consuming. And then when you get there, maybe you have a little dessert or a couple of drinks or whatever, but you're still able to participate. I know that sometimes when I've gone to places and I've chosen not to eat, it can be awkward because everybody's eating and they're like, we wanted you to feel included. Like I'm included by enjoying the conversation with you guys. I don't have to eat food here to be a part of those things. So plan ahead if you can by looking at the menu or eating beforehand if there is no menu and there isn't any options available for you that is going to be comfortable for you to eat and keep your number stable. The second thing is like pack supplies. Not even kidding. Now this one is still something that it'll vary because if you're uh, gonna be driving, you can keep supplies on hand in your car. Obviously, depending on the weather, that hopefully won't be affected by it. Like leaving chocolate might not be best in the summertime, right? Especially here in Texas. But pack supplies that are going to help provide whatever you need. I try to keep an emergency kit in my car. Right now, it's not optimal, but I do have a little acrylic box of Sugarfina gummies that are sitting in my center console because I think seven pieces is like 30 some odd grams of carbs or something like that, not including the sugar, right? So I know that if I pop two, I'll be fine, right? I used to keep juice packs in there, sometimes granola bars, depending, but you know, I try to keep an even mixture of something that's going to act fast and then something that's going to at least keep me steady if I've got a little bit of time to munch on something. So try to keep something in your car if you can. Now, in the age of Uber and Lyft and all of those things, this is also where bags can come into play. So for my ladies who like to carry purses, this is a great opportunity for my guys. Hey, the fanny pack thing or the, the crossbody bags are really 
in and cool, honestly. And Myabetic has some really nice ones too. So you can always use that. And guys, if you're not into carrying bags and you're with your girl or with one of your homegirls, yo, can I throw a couple snacks in your bag? I'm pretty sure she won't mind, right? So there's different options for how you can like pack supplies to keep you over until you're able to get to a space where you can eat. One of the other things that I think about is, especially if you're going to a family event, don't be afraid to ask about the menu, right? I always try to default to asking, hey, what's the menu? Can I bring anything? Because I don't want to show up empty handed or at least try not to. And if what's being made, you can kind of prepare. And if they say, oh, no, you don't need to bring anything, you can still bring your own thing, right? You can at least, oh, well, I just figured maybe it'll be great to have this. I know I eat this, so I just wanted to have it just in case. Especially at family functions, it's a lot easier to, to get away with. You're not trying to be disrespectful or anything. And if you feel like the conversation is getting to a place where they're feeling weird about you bringing something, then especially if they're the host, just, hey, I just want to be fully transparent with you. I am a diabetic. And so I, you know, need to bring a couple of things that will ensure that my blood sugars will stay normal. It's not saying I'm not going to throw down on your food. Just know that there might be some things that I have to go around or I, you know, need to pair with what I'm bringing. No disrespect to you at all. Hope you understand. Most family get it. But especially if you're going to like a friend's house or like my partner's family is in Georgia. So if we were to go visit and we're at a family function, like... I would try to navigate around that in asking what's on the menu, seeing if we can bring anything and making those decisions for myself because I don't want to make anybody feel like they have to adjust their whole menu for me. But as long as I know what they're having, I can I can kind of control and deal with what what's coming my way, like maybe smaller plates, things like that, to ensure that I'm not overdoing it with whatever environment I'm in. And so the other thing that kind of comes up that I feel like is really helpful is utilizing technology. Like we have miniature computers on us all the time, right? So especially on nights when I'm out late where I know like I'm probably going to pick up some pizza or there's this awesome hot dog stand in downtown Austin called Diddy Dog. Seriously, if you ever end up here, just do it to yourself. It's like Korean hot dogs and it's topped with all these wonderful things. And my friend got one the other day and I was really sad because I really want one. And matter of fact, I might plan that out because it's just that good. Neither neither here nor there. What I will say is that in those times when I know that I'm going to be out late and I might need to have a couple of more small meals or something in between because we're hitting up different bars and it's one of those drinking nights and I already have to be mindful of my drinking and what I'm eating and stuff like that, set alarms, especially if you're wearing a, a smartwatch and it can pick up the alarms from your phone because sometimes your phone's in your bag or in your pocket and you might not feel it, but having it on your watch is really helpful. So set those alarms reminding you of like, hey, if I need to bolus for this because we're about to go eat or whatever, or check your levels. Like I keep my meter with me, but it's usually in my, my bag. So I don't always feel it going off. And so sometimes it's helpful to just set a reminder, hey, check your sugar. Hey, check your meter, whatever. So that way you are not put in a situation where you have no clue where you stand and it might end up in a not so great situation for other people because especially if there's drinking involved, You've got to be mindful about how much you're drinking, how much is in your system and how fast that stuff can filter. Because a lot of times when you're drinking, you can end up low and it might not be an immediate low. It might be actually later that night, like 
when you get home, go to sleep low. So just be sure to use your alarm system to just remind you to check or remind you to stop. Right. Nobody says that you have to keep drinking until you're like sick. Right. And I feel like there was a time where that was just the norm or that was just like you had to do it. But like be able to just know when to stop. And if you need to set that reminder, sometimes I even tell my friends, yo, don't let me drink anything else unless it's sparkling water or, hey, this is the last place that I'm going to be drinking at. If somebody tries to buy me a drink like mm -mm, no go. Right. So don't be afraid to use your technology to remind you of things, especially if you have a partner or a family member. And my, so me using the Freestyle Libre too, I can't add anybody to see what's going on. That's the only downside to it. I'm hoping that they will get approval for the app soon. I know the three is already out in Europe and I'm kind of excited about it. And I'm hoping they can fast track the app because I feel like the app is way more useful so that way like if I want my partner to know where my blood sugar levels are at especially if we're out that would be great right because then as we're going through being out with friends or family if I'm not paying attention um, especially because I don't always feel my lows sometimes I do sometimes I don't and if I need to eat something it'd be nice to know like somebody is aware and somebody can say something so if you have family or friends or um, significant others that you can add to I know Dexcom's app allows you to share that information again the freestyle one you have to have the original sensor so the one in order for the app to work so that's the only downside but any way that you can use that technology to share what's going on with you is honestly really helpful. So don't be afraid to use it. Don't be afraid to set reminders or to set calendar events if you need to, or even to set alarms to ensure that you're pacing yourself correctly or to remind you to take some insulin or take your medication or to remind you that this is the stopping point, right? Because sometimes you just need to let everything ride. So that way, by the time you get home, if you need to eat a little bit something more, whatever. So utilize technology. It's your best friend. It's on you most of the time anyways. So you might as well use it. Right. And then one of the other things that I really, it's a big one. Uh, okay. Maybe not a big one, but spit it out. Set boundaries. And I don't just mean kind of can go with the, the technology piece of when you should stop things like that. But don't be afraid to let people know that, hey, this is a no for me, right? And I know, especially with family sometimes, especially the grandmas and the aunties and things like that. And anyway, even my mom, like she wants you to eat, she wants you to be fed. But my mom is also a diabetic, so she gets it. But be willing to set boundaries. You're not missing out. You're not being a, a party pooper or anything like that. And I feel like Honestly, you get a little bit more respect when people are, when you're willing to be like, hey, no, I'm good. And if your friends rag on you um, that hard about it, about something that can affect your health, they might not be the best friends for you. But I definitely remember times when we would go to a family house parties and my Asian side of the family, they like to drink and it's a fun time. I was so excited when I was finally old enough to just have a drink with them because it, it was just a sweet way for us to connect. Even though they watched me grow up, it was cool. So that's just my family. But, you know, sometimes my they would play drinking games and my parents would play, but they would set the boundary of like, hey, no, we can't do this. Like someone else is going to have to take this. Like I'll play, but someone else is going to have to take this because my medication or whatever. And sometimes being a diabetic is a great way to 
keep people off your back. Right. Like, oh, sorry, I got to take medication. Like, can't do all this extra alcohol, whatever. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a diabetic. Listen, I, I, I totally feel like this pie is super good. I'm going to take two bites off of this person's plate over here and enjoy it. But I could not just manage a, a full plate. I've already taken my insulin. I've already done this or I've you know already taken my medication, whatever. I, I'm going to have to wrap me a piece up to go. I, I will enjoy it in, in the, another day and let you know how it tastes, whatever it takes. But be willing to set boundaries for yourself because when you are in places where you can't control what's there, what's not there, you have to advocate for yourself. Now, this also goes for if you need something, okay? If you are in a space where you need food, where you need something to drink, where you need whatever, you have to be able to speak up. And I know sometimes this is something that comes up, not only just like with relationships, but just even friendships too, of where you feel like you can't go somewhere by yourself. And I used to be really hard on that. Like, I'm oh, really bad about that. And in the sense of like, just being attached to people and we're joined at the hip and cause I'm, I'm relational. I like being around people. Now I'm recognizing not so much in a sense of like, I'm enjoying my space, but it was because I never really had space. And I was just so lonely all the time, especially in college that I just felt like the only way that something mattered was like if I went and did things with with other people and things like going to the movies by myself was never a thing until a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, I can do this. That wasn't bad at all. And so don't be afraid if you need to separate from the group, if you need to step away, like do it. Like your health is more important than getting to the next bar, than climbing the next hill, than whatever, because if something were to happen, you won't always be able to guarantee that someone is going to know what to do, especially if you're not really open about your diabetes. Someone might not know what to do if your sugar gets too low and you start to feel sick. So be willing to say, hey, guys, I'm going to pop over here to this gas station or wherever to take care of some stuff. Or if you're all driving somewhere, OK, we're going to meet at this location. OK, I'll probably be about 10, 20 minutes behind because I need to pop over and grab a couple of things before I meet y'all there. For those who like to do a lot of outdoor activities, the pack supplies part is going to be really essential, um, especially if you're doing something like like here in Austin, we do paddle boarding and kayaking a lot on the river. And it's kind of hard when you're halfway down the river and you suddenly need a snack. And you ain't got no other way to get there. There's no, you know, power boat to come get you to get back. So especially if you're doing outdoor activities, really make sure that you are packing something ahead of time and a lot. Like, Okay, so I'm definitely one of those people that even if I'm taking like a two day trip, I will pack way too much because you never know. And sometimes I've definitely changed flights when my partner was still living in Atlanta for his 30th. I flew out and I also wanted to see my family. So I made my stay a little bit longer because my time with him was only going to be like a couple of days. Right. And then I ended up changing my flight so I could stay one extra night. <laughs> and I packed a ridiculous amount of clothing. Now I flew, I flew Southwest. So I got to have the extra bags. Right. And I bought some clothes too. So I brought more clothes back, but I packed so many outfits cause I didn't know what we were doing. 
I don't know if we're going to go out to a bar or to a club or it's his 30th. Like it's a big deal, right? So I had no clue what we were doing and I packed so many outfits and I wore none of them. Well, obviously I wore some of them, but like none of the like really thoughtful things that I put together. And I actually like mess with them to this day of like, I came out to see you and I brought all this stuff. And we actually just stayed in the hotel room most of the time. Like we didn't really, we went to the movies, but that's about it. We went to dinner a couple of times, but we didn't really like go out, out. Like I, I thought I was going to see the party scene of Atlanta and I didn't. So shout out to my partner. He still needs to take me to the, the scene in Atlanta, but We'll see how it is considering current times. <laughs> so it's, it honestly just boils down to planning in a sense of like hypotheticals. If I were in a situation, or I like to think of it like, what are things that I do a lot? And a lot that I like to do or have done is I'm out with my friends and usually it's bars, movies, restaurants, some outdoor activities like paddle boarding or going on walks in the parks and stuff like that. And so road trips and, and some form of travel. So in thinking of those common things that I do, I then think to myself, okay, what would I do and what would I need if I ended up at a bar and I hadn't eaten and I started drinking and all these things, right? Eh, maybe that's not the best one, but like, if my friends wanted to meet up at a bar and I asked, do they have any food, right? Because a lot of the bars here in Austin do, especially with the opening up ordinances, like a lot of them had to kind of set up like a restaurant in order to open. So they had to offer some form of food. So yes, they do have food. Okay, what bar am I meeting you at? All right, let me look it up. Do you know, is the food, like, is there a food truck? Because a lot of them will just have a food truck on site. Okay, let me see what that is, what that menu is. Hmm. Might not be the best thing for me. All right, I'm going to eat before we head out. And I might pack a couple snacks just in case, right? Oh, we're going to so-and-so's house for a little get together. We're doing a surprise birthday thing. Okay, is there going to be food? Like, are we cooking? Are we just doing the cake and all that stuff like that? It, it kind of gets a little repetitive because you have to kind of investigate a little bit and then act accordingly. So okay, we're going to do the surprise thing at this restaurant. They've got food and I've looked at the menu. It'll work. Cool. I will say though, still prepare for changes because there have been instances that I've dealt with where we were supposed to go to one restaurant and then we ended up at another and the previous restaurant I was prepared for, the other one I wasn't. So, and I don't want to say that to just like make you paranoid of like, oh, well, what if things change, whatever. It's just kind of be in that mindset, have that awareness because it's a constant that will be in environments that we can't control, right? So we got to be able to adapt and kind of MacGyver some things. Well, okay, maybe MacGyver is not the best reference, but you get what I'm saying, right? So it's just something where you have to prepare, think ahead, and be ready to pivot if something changes. And I feel like sometimes having the supplies is usually the best thing. I try to keep some form of candy, like hard candy in my bags if I can. Again, in my car, if I'm driving, but if I decide to Uber or Lyft it, then I'll try to do that. If I go somewhere where I know that like it's just going to be heavy drinking, I'm not afraid to ask for a soda if I need to, just to ensure that I've got something in my system to help me out a little bit until I'm able to get to a space where I'm able to eat. 
So let me know if this was helpful, right? Because our environments change all the time and we can't control what someone is going to be eating. We can't control what restaurant we go to. We might be able to have some input, right? But especially if it's not for you, like, it'd be kind of kind of shitty to be like, hey, can we actually eat here? Because it's more catered to my eating. And I know with this diagnosis, we want to just feel normal, right? We just want to be as normal as possible. And sometimes that means we have to go out of our way to make sure that we're safe and we're prepared and able to take care of ourselves. And sometimes that might mean I got to step away to the bathroom more times than people would care for in order to take care of myself. I've got to Make sure a friend reminds me to check my blood sugars or set alarms on my phone or ensure that my partner or friend or whomever has access to the app so that way they can see if things are starting to go low or go high or whatever. There's some definite, it's, it's, it's proofing things, right? So we don't buy insurance because we expect that something bad is going to happen. We buy insurance in case something happens, right? Because we never want to be in a situation where we're stuck. I've definitely been in a situation where I was in a car wreck and someone didn't have insurance and it sucked, right? So create your own insurance, make sure that you have what you need and be able to go with the flow. I I don't want to say I still am. I feel like I'm better, but I've definitely been that uptight person where I planned something and it did not go anywhere close to the way that I wanted it to go. And I got really upset about it and threw off the whole mood because I was just so upset that it didn't happen this way, exactly how I planned it, right? So just be flexible, be ready to make shifts and changes because again, when you're not always controlling where something is headed, we just got to be willing to, to roll with it and adapt. So I hope this was helpful. It is something that I feel like is good to be reminded of, honestly, because there have been some moments where I didn't prepare, where I didn't do my due diligence and it left me in a, in a safe, relatively safe space. But like you sit there and you're like, this could have went real left if you if this would have gotten any worse or whatever so permission to be human but do your best to to have some insurance on you so that way you can be be good to go keeping hard candy in all your your bags or wallets or whatever i don't know you get what i'm saying i'm just being redundant at this point so thank you guys for your time once again i hope you're excited for this week's guest it's gonna be uh pretty interesting but I think there's going to be a lot to learn and I do this for our community I do this to ensure that all diabetics are being heard and we're having different conversations and we're able to share our experiences and learn from them so if you know anybody who is recently diagnosed long time diagnosed they're a professional in the diabetic field send it my way I'd love to hear from them so with that being said Thank you guys again for your time. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Healing in Hindsight. Check out the website at healinginhindsight.com. If you want to see my face every time an episode comes out, you can head over to IGTV or I am on YouTube. I'm trying to make YouTube a thing. I'm not going to be dancing or anything like that, but you know. Anyways, I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.